When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. It is our car care show with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Denny Long is away. He'll be back next week. He's on a good neighbor tour. My name is Steve Thompson, and it is the first day of July, but uh, getting ready to start the show, Dan and I were talking about skiing, of all things, <laughs> and... We're a long way from ski season here on the first day of July. I'm glad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I don't want to wear summer away, that's for sure. Uh, By the way, phone number is on the program if you want to talk to Dan about uh, your vehicle troubles. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. Phone lines are open. Text line is open right now, so this is an ideal time to get through and visit with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Once again, 651-989-9226. Put put that in your phone if you've got an opportunity that's good for all our programs. And, of course, uh, the text line, 81807. A lot of folks traveling around the 4th, uh, hopefully heading up north, and I'm sure... uh, on occasion at Lloyd's Automotive, you get folks that stop by and say, all right, I'm going on a road trip. Check out the car. What do, what do you do? What should people check beyond some of the obvious things? What do you do through when you're kind of doing a safety road trip check? Well, you know, it, it happened all day, every day this week, yeah, as I you can imagine, so. everybody wanting to get ready to hit the road. This is a common time for people to take time off and <clears throat> even do longer vacations uh, that they're planning and in fact, my entire staff was running their cars in as a, at the very last minute at the end of the day to, to uh, check the tires and check the fluids and be sure that they were ready to go too. But, uh, you know, that's before you ever travel uh, in a car or, you know, take a trip, there's a, a number of things to do. You do need to take, you know, watch, check all the fluids and be sure that they're full, that you're ready to go. Remember to check your washer fluid and so forth when you... Good drive through the the mayflies, and you're you know you can't see out your windshield anymore. You need a lot of fluid for that, and then uh, and then be sure that your tires are are full of air and that there's that there's plenty of uh, tread on them, and uh, just a good check over. And if you haven't had it in uh, since last winter, then it's time for probably to bring it in and and have the oil changed and have it really gone through and be sure that the car is road roadworthy and safe for travel. All right, what about uh, keeping fuel levels up? Uh, I, I remember years ago my dad telling me, especially in the winter months, you, you got to keep at least a half a tank of gas in that thing. Is, is that still a good good advice, summer, winter, to keep uh, fuel in it, not run it down to E every time? Well, mechanically it's not such a big deal anymore, but uh, practically it's a really good idea. If yeah. you get stuck out in the weather and and are having trouble, you need some fuel to keep the car running and keep it warm. But nowadays, uh, in the wintertime and, and actually all year round, the um, gasoline that we put into our cars has alcohol mixed with it. And the alcohol, of course, takes all the moisture out of the tank and out of the gas. And so uh, it's not what it used to be. Uh, you know, 
I, I don't know if you remember back in the days, but, you know, everybody would come in and fill their car with gas and throw a can of heat in. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> now, the, uh, now the gas is automatically, uh, has the alcohol put in it. Yeah, so the old that, fuel line's frozen. Yeah, fuel line's frozen. Uh, quite honestly, Steve, never, ever in my life, in my whole life of doing this, have I ever seen a fuel line frozen. And uh, so... That was a great marketing plan. Old wives' tale. It was a, it was a great marketing yeah. plan, and we sold thousands of cans of that stuff. But uh, but I've never seen it. Any time a car came in in the wintertime and it was not starting, it was always that it had too much fuel, that people had flooded at getting it started. We haven't had a ton of hot weather, but I've heard that uh, with, with modern vehicles, the fuel pump's typically in the fuel tank itself. Right. Is it a good idea to keep fuel in there to keep those things running cool? I mean, you know, always running your car all the way down to E is is that yeah. harmful? No, they're they're they they're, they're actually uh, bathing in the bottom of the tank anyway, so they, they you know they stay cool. All right, so no worries about you know that. one thing that the the, the more uh, the better reason to keep the tank full is that uh, on many cars the fuel is continually flowing uh, through the from the uh, you know from the tank to the engine compartment, and then the, through the return lines back to the tank. Oh, I didn't and know. And so over a period of time, if you don't have much fuel in your, in your car, the uh, heat from the engine and the heat from that cycle can make the fuel in the tank pretty warm, uh, you know, on, a, on an extremely hot day. And so that's probably a better reason to, to uh, keep, keep more fuel in the car so that the fuel stays cool. All right, Car Care Show is underway. Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive, Grand Avenue, St. Paul, in studio, as always. Of course, Denny Long returns next week. Here are the numbers, 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. Let's go to the phones. Uh, Dan and Andover, you're on the air with Dan. Hey, Dan. Um, yeah, I got a 2004 Subaru Forester, and at low speeds, it shudders. And the uh, doing a little research, it looks like I've got what they call torque bind between the front end and the rear end, and it shakes and shakes going at like two to three miles an hour when turning tight corners, and even when accelerating going straight. And I just was wondering what the solution is. Well, it's called a viscous coupler. And there's, it's a clutch pack, actually, that uh, is in the car, and uh, that will actually need to be replaced. Very common on those. They're, they're, it's a, as you're turning any vehicle, um, both the left and the right tire and the front and the rear tires are turning at a different rate of speed. And in order for the car to work smoothly on a turn like that, which yours is not anymore... Some, you know, there needs to be a place for all of that for the wheels to slip, or it's, it uh, it happens in a, in a uh, what we would now or what in the old days we used to call the differential. We'd have to have a little slip happening in there so that the wheels can turn at a different speed. Yours aren't doing that anymore, and that's why you're feeling the bind. Um, so if you take it in and tell this story to your shop, they'll know exactly what you're talking about on your particular car. It's very common. And uh, they'll take care of that for you. But it's called the viscous coupler. Is that a tough repair? Is it pretty straightforward? Oh, it's very straightforward. Yeah. But, I mean, we do them all the time. It's uh, 
probably a little more expensive than he's going to like. But, ah. you know, they're great cars. And uh, it's one of the cars I've always recommended for my kids to have when they were in college. And, and uh, they're practical and, and all-wheel drive. And so uh, they work great. So it's worth fixing. All right, quick break. We have more of the Car Care Show coming up with Dan Burns. We have Steve waiting on the phone lines. We have a couple of texts already. Here are the phone numbers, 651-989-9226, or you can text 81807-81807. It is 72062 degrees here in the cities. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. It is the Car Care Show Saturday mornings between 7 and 7.45. A little later in the hour, our weekly wine chat with Jack Farrell from Haskell's. We want to go to the phone lines without further ado. By the way, a couple of lines open at 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Let's go to Steve. Steve, you're on the air with Dan Burns. Hi, guys. Say, hey, uh, um... About the tires, uh, the good. If I got four tires, uh, should I put the best on the front, and uh, you know, and on a front wheel drive vehicle? You know, there's a uh, there's a uh, school of thought that that for a handling or from for a safety from a safety standard, the best tires should be on the rear because the car is going to break and corner best with the best tires in the rear, not allowing it to, to spin out as you're going into, into a corner. Um, practically the best tires should be on the front cause they're the ones that are, that those are the tires that are going to wear the quickest, uh, in a perfect world, they should stay the same on all four wheels all the time. And, uh, in our business, that's what we strive for, and and the manufacturer has also figured this out that that's the best place for the, or the best way to handle the tires on most cars nowadays. They have you rotating the tires every time you change your oil, and and that's how you keep the tires wearing smooth across, and with the same tread depth uh, all the time. So, the legal answer is, and there's been you know fights over this in the courts about if you put the tires on the front or the rear and, and it causes trouble, who's liable for that? But at any rate, the legal answer would be the best tire should be on the rear. The practical answer is the best tire should be on the front. All right. And uh, tires, it, it seems to be one of those items. You get what you pay for. When you buy new tires, you really do get what you pay for. Do, do you buy into that? I do. I do yeah. buy into that. Yes. The, the, you know, the best made uh, brand name tires that uh, have have long tread wear warranties and so forth are you pay more money for them, but it's going to be worth it in the end. And they're going to wear, they're going to ride quiet, they're going to ride smooth, and they've spent money on technology and engineering, and that's what you're paying for, and that's what you get when you pay more for the tires. All right, let's go to the phones again. Let's bring in Steve. Steve, you're on the air. Hello. Good morning, man. Enjoy your show. Thank you very much. Got a 2007 Edge, front brakes, uh, shutter, vibrate, whatever term you want to use. Mm-hmm. Been to the dealer, turned the rotors, put new rotors, pads. Still has it. A front end suspension's good. The bearings are good. Everything seems fine. I lost for where to go next. Well, maybe check the rear. 
career. <laughs> yeah. The the uh I mean, for sure what's what you if if you're driving down as as you're exiting the highway and everybody has felt this on some car in their life. As you're exiting the highway on the exit ramp, the exit ramp is smooth and you apply the brakes lightly, you fear, feel a shudder in the car. And what that always is is the the brake rotors are no longer flat and smooth. The brake pads are squeezing against an uneven surface, and that's what you're feeling as the, as that uneven surface comes around. You're feeling the shutter. It can be confusing and really hard to diagnose which wheel or tire it is, and there's even ways of measuring the rotors and all sorts of things like that, and uh, that's less than a perfect science too. But I've been confused myself with, you know, I'm coming off the highway. I, I would swear that the shutter is coming from the front of the vehicle and I feel the shutter in the steering wheel and it turns out to be the rear. So that would be my next suggestion. If you're confident that they've done what they can do and, and you know, they've done everything right by the book to take care of the front, then I think I probably would prob- bring it in and have the rear rotors turned and see if that doesn't take care of it for you. All right, let's squeeze in a quick call before the break for the weather. Let's bring in Carl. Carl, you're on the air with Dan Burns. My question is, I have a 2017 Fusion with 5,000 miles on it, and it seems to do a lot of shifting when I'm trying to hold the speed at 30 miles an hour for for city driving. Can that be adjusted somehow? It cannot be adjusted. That's the, you know, the the vehicle is, is engineered that way with the shifting for a whole bunch of reasons for power, for performance, and for um, emissions also. And so uh, they have that very deeply figured out, and, and it's engineered and designed into it what it is, and, and you'll just have to get used to it. All right, 729, our car care show with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Continues in a moment. We've got Norm and John waiting on the full lines. We will go to the text line when we come back. In a moment, here on CCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Welcome back. It is a car care show. Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive, Grand Avenue in St. Paul. It is 734, and that's McCarthy Auto Time. Certified Cadillacs on sale up to 40% off the original MSRP. Check out McCarthyAuto.com. Today, and we have time to get to some calls and some texts. Let's get to those calls first. Let's bring in John in Cambridge. John, you're on the air. Hi, how you guys doing this morning? Good. Good. The question that I have for you, I have a 1988 Ford F-150, and I'm having a fuel issue. And this fuel issue is not allowing fuel to get to my injectors. I've replaced the... uh, Fuel tank, uh, fuel pump, fuel relay, um, pressure regulator, still having issues. Are there any suggestions you can give me? Does it have just one tank, or does it have more than one tank? It's got um, one tank, and I've used this vehicle for many years. And um, the reason I'm just sharing this with you because it originally had two tanks, but I just have one. Yes, the switch is switched to the proper uh, tank, the switch as far as your fuel switch. Um, the fuel, um, you can hear the fuel pump come on. I'm testing voltage there. I have my 12 volts. I even tested voltage while in operation to make sure, okay, am I losing some, some voltage or some wattage 
um, when in operation and everything is still there, but yet I'm not getting the pressure at, through my fuel rail. Um, once I put a pressure gauge on there and stuff, I'm not getting the proper pressure. There's no corrosion in the line. I've went through every scenario I can think of, and I still have the same problem. Yeah. You know, um, the reason I ask about if you had one tank or two is because back in the day, and unfortunately I'm old enough to remember these old trucks, and back in the day they used, they used to have a lot of trouble with those with the valves that needed to switch. And so if those valves are still there, that's the first place I would look. Even though you're, you're getting power and ground to them and you're hearing them switch, they might not be moving far enough to allow the, the fuel to get through those valves. So I guess the, the, probably the next testing thing I would do is move, move back in the line. And sometimes that's a little complicated to do without a really significant fuel pressure uh, test system because you need to tee into the line so that you can watch the pressure while, it, while the truck is running. But I would move back to some different spots and find out exactly where along the line you're losing the pressure. Uh, I would bet you're going to find that it's in one of those valves that's still, uh, it's it's turned to the right spot, but it's not functioning properly. That's where I think you're probably going to find that the blockage is. But, but uh, the test procedure would be to just move the fuel pressure gauge back further in back further and, and figure out where along the line you're losing the pressure, and then you'll get it figured out. All right, let's go to Norm next. Uh, Norm, you're on the air with Dan Burns. Hello. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, my son has a 2011 Chevy Impala. It's got 65,000 miles on it, and he had some warning lights come on, so he took it to the local shop, and the mechanic checked it out on his scope, and he thinks it's a computer issue. And he said he'd have to go to GM to have it checked out. Is is this something common? Well, uh, computer problems are common. Uh, there are lots of people in the world that can do that, that can uh, can do the diagnostics on that and replace and reprogram the computer uh, if that's what it needs, if he's not comfortable going to the dealer. But, uh, no, the dealer can, can do a fine job of that also. But... Uh, uh, it's you know nowadays with with computer problems just like uh, the computer on your desk, uh, if you have trouble, there are lots of smart people that can get in there and diagnose that with equipment nowadays and know exactly uh, what they're doing. So if you want to go to the dealer, they'll do a great job. If not, there's an independent shop uh, other than the one that you went to who can handle that too. All right. Let's go to the text line. Get uh, through some quick ones. Uh, Dan Chrysler Town and Country Van. It's an '09. Told at the dealership that uh, brake rotors could not be turned. Is it is that true or false? Well, it's not practical to turn them anymore, <laughs> for two reasons. There, the brake pads are so hard that in the lifetime of a brake job, the rotors wear significantly. So the uh, when you replace the pads, the rotors are too thin now to put on the brake lathe and turn. The second reason is brake rotors have gotten inexpensive enough that the labor to turn the brake rotor is more than the cost of simply replacing the rotor. And, you know, replacing the rotor is going to do a, do a much better job. If, if we're, if we're uh, chasing a vibration problem, 
we will turn rotors. But, you know, the downside of that, of course, is you're making them thinner, and they're probably too thin already. But at any rate, if we're chasing it, we'll, we'll turn rotors and just to do the diagnostics on it. But with a brake job, rarely do we turn rotors anymore. By far, most often we replace them. All right. Uh, from the text line as well, miss the name of the car for uh, kids in college. Uh, one that you recommended. Uh, we were talking about that earlier. Uh, I'm not recommending it. I can't do that. But I'm telling you what I bought for my kids or what I looked for was the the old Subaru Outbacks. They were – and it's self, I did this selfishly. They're simple to work on. They're inexpensive to run. The parts are cheap, and they're all-wheel drive. I felt like it was a safe car for my kids. So not an endorsement, just what I did. Yeah, just what, <laughs> just what you did. Right. Uh, 08 Accurate TL has an audible creak in the left rear somewhere, especially at lower speed, uh, at lower speeds. Any known issues or probable causes? Car runs fine, but the noise drives me nuts. Yeah. You know, if you uh, just did a web search on that and, and typed in a bunch of those significant words, you'll find all sorts of chat lines for Acura that have that information. But uh, I'm sure that the, the uh, on the rear, if there's a creak noise, it's coming from like one like the lower control arm or a bushing uh, in the rear. Pretty common. Uh, if you take it into the shop, they'll uh, be able to get to the bottom of it and find out where it's coming from. We have all sorts of tools we can magical ears that we can actually put speakers on the control arms and on the car and and listen while we're driving the car, which really helps us diagnose where the noise is coming from. I can tell which, I've got several different microphones attached to the car, and I can tell which microphone the the sound is coming from. That's pretty cool. Yeah, well, it's technology. That's, you know, if you've ever watched a a carpenter or plumber or anybody work, you know, it's all about knowing the tricks and, and how to get the job done quickly. Uh, finally, 2014 Elantra. Musty smell when starting the car, coming out of the air conditioning vents. Then it goes away. I know this is pretty common to yeah. get that old musty smell. They make a, uh, you know, it's it's bacteria, and I, I don't know chemis- chemically what it is, but it's crud that's growing inside the box of your air conditioning system, and they make, you know, like a Lysol spray that you... Uh, that it, it comes with directions and it tells you where to spray it. But you want to get it, uh, turn the fan on low, you spray it where the air comes into the air box and it uh, it uh, cleans all that musty stuff or the crud out of there, it kills it. And the second thing you want to do is most cars nowadays have a filter in that air intake. We call it a cabin air filter. And if over the years that's gotten dirty, just like on, the, on my furnace filter at home, I can, it can get a little musty smelling in my house if my furnace filter is not clean. So same same thing. Change that filter and, and spray that stuff in there, and it'll take care of it for you. All right, we've got to run. Denny is back next week. How do people reach you at Lloyd's Automotive? Well, we are at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. That's right between Lexington and Victoria. You can come visit us. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S. We just opened a new website. Or give us a call. We're not there today, but we will be uh, most Saturdays, 651-228-1316. Have a great day, Dan. Always good to see you. Thanks, you too. All right, there he is, Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive. It's our car care show.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.